Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you, right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. Hi, I'm Carmen, and this is Jordan. Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Today on the show, we're going to welcome an investor that specifically targets land development near mobility hubs. And the exciting thing is she's beautiful. She's a woman developer. Karina Guzman is coming on our show to teach you how to get involved in development. Karina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is going to be an exciting episode because I, I love this side of the business and having another woman in the industry doing this is great. Congratulations and can't wait to learn more. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to be talking about land development, but it's really interesting because you have a very niche strategy which is targeted more around light rail transit, LRT, and mobility hubs. So we're going to dig into that, but to start, tell us a little bit about your background and yourself and how you got started in real estate? Sure. Um, so I was actually born in El Salvador and uh, Central Where, America. Sorry? El Salvador. Oh, okay. So that's Central America. Yes. Um, my parents decided to migrate because there was civil war. Ooh. That's back in 1990 that we came to Canada. So I was pretty young, only eight years old. Oh, wow. But I have uh, my four sisters and we all came here together. Typical, um, you know, lifestyle uh, growing up, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we had a good home and uh, my parents were always like, go to school and get a great job. And being in Ottawa, it's government job, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to work for the government. So um, that's what I did. I followed the path that, you know, my parents wanted me to follow. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point I, in my 20s, uh, I realized like I, I wasn't fulfilled. You know, mm -hmm. there's a sense of, uh, there's more to life mm -hmm. and I needed to have a, my own path. After my first son, I realized like, I can't no longer, I no longer fit in, mm. in the corporate world. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I decided to pursue real estate because I've always loved it. Like from the first time I bought my first house, I loved the experience. I loved, I understood it. Mm -hmm. I knew it was an investment. Um, I knew it would grow and I could use that and leverage it. So to me, it made sense, mm -hmm. real estate. Very good. So then how did it kind of, like, how did you roll into the real estate realm and did you start right away with development or was that something more gradual? No, it was very gradual. So I started very typical, like most people, it's like uh, the buy and hold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, I purchased my first property. I rented every single room in the house mm -hmm. and I put all the extra money into the mortgage and then I extracted the equity purchased a second one and just kind of did that, buy and hold. Mm -hmm. Then um, I knew, you kind of tap out, you know, you yeah. feel like I need to grow and I want it to grow. And there's only so much like with the buy and hold, it's a great strategy, but there isn't really a way to kind of accelerate that growth unless you're going in and creating mass amounts of uh, value there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to continue my real estate path, but I didn't know where at the time. So I spent uh, two years going to every event, every uh, real estate event I could go to. I, I just learned everything I could 
Um, and at some point, I actually met a girl at one of the events. I met a girl who did um, severing land, and then she would build two semis on it. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband would do it. So I asked her, I want to learn about that. I've never, in any seminar I've been to, I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I can teach you. So she awesome. taught me about sewing and, uh, and how, what sewing means. How do you go about severing land? What are the processes? Hiring surveyors hiring architects, mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. And, um, and then I just took it on from there. I, I went and took uh, courses on zoning, urban planning. I became completely obsessed. And that's when um, the city of Ottawa was going through a whole transition with the new light rail transit system that the city is putting in $2.3 billion in this infrastructure. And it really clicked to me that this, if the city's putting that much money into it, mm. it's going to mm. affect real estate and it's going to affect how we live in Ottawa. So I should really look into that. And when I started looking into it, the city had published tons of documents um, and maps that would show the areas that are going to be meant for intensification, meaning that you can change it from a low density to a high density. And when I started reading those maps, I'm like, it's all the ones that are 600 meters to these transits. Mm-hmm. So then I told my husband, we just have to buy, look into. Well, even the GTA, I mean, there's been so much expansion outwards now. Yes. yes. Where all these, um, you know, go railway train stations and stuff like that are being built out. And it's going to add so much value to those cities. And so mm-hmm. everyone's looking to expand out. So I think targeting your investments near these mobility Absolutely. hubs or areas poised for that intensification is a really unique and great strategy oh yeah absolutely so these are the areas if anybody's looking into where should i buy look into these areas and there's tons of publications Mm -hmm. right because every city who is going to invest that kind of money hires a lot of experts and people that put analytics behind that Mm -hmm. to support all of that work otherwise they wouldn't be doing it Mm -hmm. and if you go in and investigate and research these documents all of this is available to everybody Mm -hmm. right and and it's existing go stations is that what you're uh, the mobility hub is is specifically where there's an existing GO station currently. Is that correct? Or are they it, adding more? Exactly. So there are some currently already there. Like we just, the city of Ottawa just completed phase one. Now there's uh, starting phase two and phase three. Mm. Um, so there are some instances where they already exist. And there's some cases where they're going to exist Ooh. in the future. Wouldn't that be a little golden nugget to have access to all that information? (laughs) And the city publishes these maps all the time. So they're available. They're public knowledge. But when I started talking to people about it, um, I realized a lot of people didn't know, didn't really look into it. The only information they knew was, yes, the city's putting $2.3 billion into this infrastructure, but not the the other information about how you could use this to your advantage. Now, do you build and construct, um, you know, structures or are you just mainly develop. doing development? So uh, in the past, we have done full on. Um, I'll partner up with some developers or uh, mm-hmm. construction experts that would do that for me. Um, but right now I've refocused myself. So I'm purely uh, doing my flipping paper strategy. 
which okay, is... Okay, well, that's quite exciting. I'd like to hear what that's all about. Yeah, like how does this strategy mitigate risk for you as an investor and why is that something that you've decided to stick towards as opposed to going through the whole process and building something? So um, I used to uh, go and, and do the full thing, but I've decided to transfer over into just um, doing the land development aspect. And the reason for that is because um, I now have investors that come on board with us to do the soft costs, sorry, the land acquisition and the soft costs. Um, so I like the feeling that I can move projects faster and quicker for my investors. And then we, we enter and exit a project um, in a quicker time frame. Mm-hmm. And that reduces also the risk for our investors because we're not going into the construction aspect, which yeah. as we all know, construction does carry its own set of risks oh, to yeah, it. Well, yeah, sure. managing trades and the whole, yeah. like, the whole construction process, that's a lot. Now, you know, I have a question about the, you know, when you when you're selling off your development project and you've um, you've received your entitlements, okay, and you have it all approved, um, is there much upside there to sell that off? Because I know that the builders that are buying always need to have a cushion in there, or they want builder financing. So we're uh, typically a developer would hold a mortgage of some sort until they're finished. So um, I know that's very difficult uh, to find buyers of development projects that are already approved. Yes, there's definitely a huge upside for us. So most of the time we're buying these properties off MLS. They're directly with the owner of the property. So their houses and things like that, that you're buying. Exactly. You're doing an assembly kind of thing. You're buying four or five houses in a row and then getting the approvals. Exactly. Sometimes we do do that. Sometimes it might just be a lot. You know, if it's a good enough lot, a good size lot, Mm -hmm. we can, and there's enough um, potential to intensify that lot, Mm -hmm. that would even be enough for us to go into a project. So because we are buying these properties off market, most of the time, I would say 95% of them are off market. We're buying them below market value. So that Mm -hmm. in itself helps us. And then um, the biggest component that makes sense for us is if, if there is a property that we can put as many units as possible. So we figure out the highest and best use of that property. And if we can take even a bungalow, one property, and then move it into 12 units or 18 units, now you're creating a huge value Mm -hmm. where... Even if we had to go and spend this much money to get our approvals, our approvals is still the same if we were only going to build six or if we were going to build 18. That doesn't change for us, Mm -hmm. but it does change for the developer because now we're giving him or her a bigger upside. Yes, of course. Now hold that thought. We have to go to break and then we can start talking about the kind of money that's being made on something like this. So don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Jordan and this is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest Karina today and we're talking about land development near mobility hubs. So it's a very interesting, very niche kind of area you're in and I think there's so much potential here. Mm -hmm. So to kind of pick back up on what we were talking about, what kind of profit margins do you guys usually see? This is the juicy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, we usually endeavor. So we don't we don't take a project unless we know the numbers make sense. Number one, mm-hmm. and we know that whatever money we're going to invest into it, so into doing our soft costs, we're going to get that money back plus 140 percent return. Um, on our money. Right. So that would be over the period of time that it takes you to buy, um, get all your applications and, and your it. designs put together and then sell. So that could be, how long does that typically take? It's usually anywhere between one to five years, depending on the complexity mm-hmm. of the project itself. I see. Okay. That's very interesting. Now, do you, when you raise your money with your investors, do you get mortgages on there or is it strictly equity that you use? Um, we do both. Okay. Um, we usually uh, like to pool our, our investors' money together mm-hmm. and we'll either do two things. We'll either uh, use that money to actually purchase the property itself mm-hmm. um, or if we already own the property, sometimes we do go ahead and just buy it ourselves. We'll use that money from the investors for all of our soft costs. Very cool. That's so, amazing. I mean, I've got so many questions for I you. Know. St- like, Me too. Talk us through <laughs> step by step what happens when you, you know, find a property that you're interested in or what's that process in finding the property? And then talk us through step by step, you know, what's involved in getting mm-hmm. from that point A to point B. Yeah, so I find most of the time now, because I've been into it and people know what I do and I network a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting a, most of the time I'm getting people that call me up and say, I, you know, my uncle has this property or, you know, or I get tons of emails every day in my inbox with mm-hmm. potential properties. That's and this amazing. is just, yeah, that's a great place based to be. on people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of times it's just me going to an event and I'll talk to somebody and they'll say, I have this other property. It's, it's happened in so many different ways. Um, and but what happens is uh, when I find a property that is interesting mm-hmm. and I know how to look for the zoning and understand the you know what could be the areas and and what could be done with it, mm-hmm. um, I'll go and take a look at the property itself. My favorite ones are the ones that um, have a house or a duplex or some kind of property on it, right? And there's a big reason for that. I was just gonna say why. Yeah, it's because. Honestly, you, I can buy the property and I can tenant it. Right. And that reduces our risks tremendously yes. because we are not having to uh, hold or carry that property. So you have some income coming in. Exactly. Yeah. That's also really good for our investors because we have rental com- rental income coming into the property. Yes. And uh, it gives them that security that if we are using their money to um, to purchase the property or to do the soft costs, there's no extra cost that is coming out. Right. right. Everything is covered. The properties, all of our properties are carrying themselves. Um, so once we find a property, and I know that it's it's has potential to it. I actually go and get it under contract, meaning I put an offer in yep. to the, to the seller. Yep. Um, and once they accept the contract, then I go do my due diligence. And the reason I do that is because yes. the due diligence process is a very, very long process right. that I don't want to have to do if somebody else is going to snap it. But are people yeah. actually giving you that much time? on a conditional offer or do you actually buy it first or you it is a conditional offer? It's a conditional offer. Okay. Yeah. I like conditional. So I'll get maybe two or three weeks conditional offer. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. pretty good. Yes. <laughs> You've been it's fortunate. Very good. Yes. 
Okay, so you have the property secured, you have an offer on the property, and now you start your research and due diligence and, and an understanding of what you can do. So how do you do that? Do you actually go to the city itself and see what the zoning is and what they'd allow, that exactly. kind of thing? Exactly. So the due diligence process really um, entails all of that. So I'll go and I'll put um, together a massing. I know exactly how to read zoning and figure out the highest and best use of that property. Mm -hmm. And I'll create usually one or two different concepts about what it is that I would like to do on that property. And I go and meet with the city. There's a pre-consultation process that happens with the city. Um, And I love doing that because they'll tell me, you know, this looks great or maybe change that or we would support Mm -hmm. this, maybe not that. So That is key to Mm -hmm. knowing if it's something that would be a go ahead or not. I also work with my team, which is, it's a very big thing for me. I have um, a team of uh, engineers, architects, planners, um, Mm -hmm. render artists. All of these people are the people that I lean on to help Mm -hmm. me understand what you can do. What could we do with it? How could we maximize this Mm -hmm. property? Mm -hmm. And they're really the experts. I'm just the one that is coming up with uh, the The concept, the vision. Like, I love the creativity of Mm -hmm. it. Talk us through one of your case studies because I think that will really help to mm-hmm. to showcase your 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 step by step process yes. and, and and showing some numbers behind it and kind of what you've done to a project. I'd love to talk about my very first one, okay? Um, just because this is really what what created the passion and the excitement for me. Um, so we. Uh, at the time when I started learning about the LRT and these areas within 600 meters, I found a bungalow that was 100 meters from the station. Awesome. And it was sitting on an oversized lot and a deep lot. It already had the, the zoning for intensification, which was even more ridiculous wow. at the time. <laughs> Somebody was saying something to you. Exactly. You need to That's do a this. Slam dunk thing. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. we're getting into like even zoning amendments at this point, right? Yeah. But at the time, this lot in, uh, had a, a nice little bungalow on it, oversized lot with the right zoning. And I said to my husband, we have to buy this property. He's like, why? Why do you want to buy it? I'm like, we have to buy it. It's I know because yeah. of all of this. We have to just believe me. Anyway, we bought the property and we had a tenanted. Um, the tenant carried all the costs. We had zero money into that property. That's awesome. We Outside no of your fixes. down payment and closing costs, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Outside of that. Yeah, so talk to me. us, like, what was the purchase price of the property? I believe it was 214000 okay. Uh So we put, at the time, this was 2015, I think we put, like, 15 or 13 or 15% down or something like that. You could put less mm-hmm. than the 20 at the time. Uh, and of course, closing costs and, and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I actually spent was a survey mm-hmm. and uh, a render. So I, I paid my architect to do a render for me. I think overall I spent maybe, I don't know, $4,000. So what do you think you were in for in total? In total, we were in for 252, I believe the number was. Okay. For all acquisition, what we put into it, like very, very little. Very reasonable. I consulted with the city and the city said, yes, you have the zoning for it. You have the size. It would not even require a minor variance because the lot was a good size. And I figured I could do a 12 unit on it. And I did the render with Mm -hmm. that and, uh, and plants. For wow. that. We actually held on to that property for three years just because 
There was really no reason for us to sell it. It was carrying itself. I kept using that as my means to talk to architects, uh, engineers, uh, the city. Mm-hmm. I went to all of the events and I told people I have this lot that is for development. So I would talk to developers, construction experts, people like that, that I now had a, a case study to talk to other people about. And mm-hmm. I started learning about more, more about land development and all of this. So it became that vehicle for me to really move into that land development space. Mm -hmm. So I did that for three years. And eventually what happened was uh, a developer, you know, offered us, I believe it was 500,000 to buy it from us. And at that point, the mortgage had already been paid quite a bit down. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just sold him all of the the plans and everything I had in place. And then did he build it? Yeah. So it's there today? Exactly. Wow. That must be cool to see. It you is. should have some uh, renderings done of that and yeah. put that on your wall because that's totally. that's the number one golden nugget that started this whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole thing. I so, love that Karina, story. Karina, our show is almost <gasps> up. It's, it's no. crazy how quick it's gone. <laughs> what kind of advice, you know, would you give to others that, you know, are looking to participate in this type of real estate investing? I think anybody that really wants to learn into land development is go and and spend time into reading what's out there already. Mm-hmm. There's so much information available to everybody and um, and try to understand, you know, where are these areas? I get a lot of people asking me, Karina, I want to buy an investment property. Where should I buy? My yeah. immediate answer is just buy a piece of land that is closest to the LRT or a transit station mm-hmm. because those are the areas that are eventually going to be allowed to develop and, and those are the areas that increase in value in the shortest period of time. So even if you just bought it to hold it or you wanted to use that property as a way to learn more, go talk to the city, the city is so helpful. I know the city can be, you know, quite the process, but the -hmm. city is actually there to help you and just use that as a way to start small. And start small, I think, is really important. Yeah, big time. Right? You don't want to jump into something huge and then, you know, you could lose lose everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's wise just to do what you've done. And that's great that you really took the time to learn and and absorb everything in the industry and what it's all about before just jumping in. See, I'm quite the opposite. I will just go and do it and then figure it out. Well, there, that's how I have been my whole life. But, you know, that's great that you've done that. And it's amazing to see uh, women in the industry yes. taking control and, and killing it like you mm-hmm. were doing. So amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for yes. joining us today, Karina. It was a pleasure amazing. having you. Thank yeah, you for having me. You're an inspiration. Me. You really are. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, for more information on real estate investing, you can go to 30minutes2wealth.com to see the rest of our episodes. That's it. Our 30 minutes are up. Go create wealth.